Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined for this summer extravaganza by Charlotte Dunker. Hello. Sound a bit more excited if you want to. I'm excited. Oh, that's good. It's not raining. I feel like it's raining. It's every almost day here, almost feels like summer here for isn't weeks. It? Yeah, and there's a tiny bit of blue sky. Yeah, the gloomy Manchester life. You wonder why anybody wants to be maybe moving to Manchester. We'll get onto transfers soon, Samuel. It's nice to have you back as well. Thank you very much. Enjoyed you. Enjoyed your time off. Yes, yes. Have ready, you, ready for pre-season have now. Have refreshed. You, have you missed the podcast? I've, I've been I've been looking at the. Did you the listen to podcasts on the beach? No, I didn't. But I did. I, I was obviously <laughs> when when it was the release and retained list. When it was the um, what was the story Dan last James. week? When the fixtures were released. Yeah. My first port of call, Manchester Evening News. That's what we like to hear. That's, that's the place. <laughs> that's to be. brand loyalty, isn't it? That's what we need yes. to keep. That's uh, that's that's the uh, the success of the push notification. <laughs> but we, you've not got an extra listener yeah, on the podcast. That's fine. That's fine. We'll, hopefully, we'll get another today. If this is your first time listening, please do make sure to subscribe. We'll be, be without you with you throughout the summer. Not we won't be without you. You'll always have us here. Um, today's a bit of a transfer special, as Charlotte alluded to there, Samuel. We've already had the first deal of the summer. Daniel James gone through and United fans now will be itching for more signings to come. Solskjaer's already said he'd like to have them all in place really by the start of pre-season, which is less than two weeks now. And maybe the latest is that it's Aaron Wan-Bissaka next up that United want to get this summer. Yes, it's, uh, as a friend said to me, he said it was, it was a great tactic them bidding for a player just as he's about to go off on an international tournament where he could be tied up until... Um, I think it's next Sunday. I think it's thirtieth of, of June, which I think is is Sunday week. So that's that's two weeks, and then obviously he's going to have a holiday after that as well. Um, I mean, there was a it was implied that United had bid made the bid a lot longer ago, but I think that's a little bit of top spin added to that. They've they have been active, but they've not been as active as they probably could have been uh, as I've said before with the whole 2007 uh, yeah. the, the, the May deals for Hargreaves Nanny Anderson that's yeah, that's the benchmark and very few clubs have been active a lot of clubs haven't signed players but obviously it's very pressing for United that they are active and they're decisive and they've not really given that impression so far what I would say is in recent years it just you know in the purposes of balance in recent years there's always been an early June signing that comes in in this case it was James um, but then the most of the deals have been done in July now of course you, you are harking back to the past there and you also last year they ended it short of two priority targets year before that then is it without Perisic I think what's interesting with Juan Bissaka was what I was told um, was that that's the priority at the moment and then if and when they've got him done they will move on to the next department they want to strengthen which apparently is a midfield uh, not centre back then no which as I was just about to come on to is interesting mainly for that reason and there have been murmurings I, I, I mean I first heard it in well, sorry I was first told it in in March was that they weren't 
they didn't consider centre-back to be as much of a priority as Mourinho did last summer. And of course, they are interested in centre-backs. Uh, they're interested in Harry Maguire. They're interested in Kalidou Koulibaly, the obvious, the usual suspects. With someone like Delit, it's a lot more complex. Um, well, not complex as such, but they're not going to get too hot and heavy about someone who's represented by Mina Raiola because they've been they've been burned um, by that in recent years. And given what's going on with Pogba at the moment, I think he's probably the last agent on, on the planet they want to deal with. The flip side to it is that if United were to do what Real Madrid do very occasionally and say and release a statement and say we have no interest in this player, they will just get pelters from the online community saying, why the hell are you not interested in the most coveted defender on the planet probably uh, there's just an expectation there that in Delit's case he will go to Barcelona uh, or Paris Saint-Germain given the amount of money they've offered him and the amount of, offer- amount of money they've offered Raiola uh, with Maguire I mean from, from personal perspective even though I think Maguire's a good player I don't think he's what United need they are going to have to pay and maybe this is another sticking point with the centre-back role, they are going to have to pay a premium if they want one because of how, um, you know, the, the market's been distorted in recent years by, as, as United said, they, they didn't actually single out the Van Dyke deal, they singled out the Walker deal because I think he signed and Mendy came in. So that was the £50 million benchmark for, for a good fallback. And then Van Dyke went to Liverpool a few months later on. And United actually said that was a cheap deal. Um, I mean, United also said last summer that they were prepared to pay £100 million for the right profile of centre-back. Given that they didn't think Harry Maguire was the right profile of centre-back last year, it would be immensely hypocritical of them to decide he's worth that much or close to that much this year. So I can see, so already you can see why there would be reservations with him. Um, Does this profile of centre-back actually exist and is attainable? I know some United fans would say, well, Koulibaly, but the example United cited with the 100 million um, figure was Rafael Varane, who's won four Champions Leagues and a World Cup. I don't think Koulibaly has won anything at Napoli I know he's played at a World Cup but he's still a long way down the food chain the other irony with the whole Maguire and Varane comparison is Maguire is older than Varane as well so the more you think about it the more you just think what the hell were they playing at last summer and just on top of that the interest in Maguire last summer was only sparked by his World Cup form which you're falling into a trap right straight away there I think another thing you could you could kind of like predictive if United are going to go the whole way with Maguire you could predict him saying that City will say they've walked away from him because they've been outpriced by Leicester United will come in and say we'll pay for him Leicester will take that money for a massive inflated fee he's got that weighing on his shoulders he's got the expectation of playing for United on his shoulders and he doesn't have a very good season you could see it happening because it's happened before and in fairness to City I know they're you know they're big for a moral victory and what have you but they've made those decisions in a very prudent prudent way financially but also for the harmony of the team yeah I mean they didn't sign Sanchez and they've got Sane, they've got Silva, they've got Sterling, they've got Phone coming through, they've not missed him in the slightest. The, 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 even just the thought of Fred kind of like coming in for Fernandinho every other week, it, it's, it just seems a bit more laughable than when Fernando came in for <laughs> Fernandinho every other week um, a few seasons ago. So 
the sense back thing is is the most curious thing from from what I've been told in that they are looking at one, but there is clearly some resistance there. And given that is the one area where I don't care, unless it's complete unknown. I mean, everyone thought, everyone looked at Eric Bailly and thought he was a bit of an unknown, but they still paid 30 million for him, which was seen as quite a bit of money three years ago. They will have to pay a premium there. And this is a club that were reluctant to pay big money last summer and were reluctant to pay 50 million for a winger to service a number nine target man the summer before that. Whereas with Wan-Bissaka, I think that there will probably be a limit there, but they're already pushing that at the moment because when you start paying £50 million for someone who only made their debut last year, you put in massive pressure on him. And with that, if they were to hypothetically sign Wan-Bissaka, you could also envisage, you'd hope it wouldn't happen to him, but you can envisage him coming in struggling. Dallow comes in has a good game, then he starts the next game, plays well there, and then all of a sudden people are saying, oh, you've gone out and bought a player, a right-back yeah. for £50 million, and you already had a better one who costs £30 million less. So they have to they have to be a little bit clever about it, but ultimately it's it's just a fine balance and there is impatience there because Solskjaer set this early deadline. They're clearly lagging there. Although what I would say is I think four years ago they signed Darmian on the Saturday and then Schweinsteiger and Schneidling were done pretty much on the Sunday before they flew out to America on the Monday. Uh, so they have done it before. There's time yet. There is time yet. Uh, it's not Mission Impossible, but they were completely different they, they were much more appealing back then. Their Champions League football, they'd finished in the top four. Um, the, I think people were anticipating a, a challenge for the league that season. This time it's completely different. With Daniel James, their biggest competitors were Brighton. That's that's where they are. Um, that's what they're looking at because they're so low down the food chain at the moment. And as much of a puppet Paul Pogba is... I can understand why he wants to leave United because they're in a poorer position than they were when he joined three years ago. Real Madrid have signed Eden Hazard as their left winger. United have signed Daniel James as their left winger. And in fairness to Daniel James, I think he will do well at United because I think the bar is set that low for him. He he would have to be really, really awful for people to, th- to say he's been a complete flop. He's cost efficient. He's young. Yes. There's not much expectation. Especially in this him. market, you can't see any player not justifying £15 million worth of talent, really. I mean, no. I guess he's done a, done a service in the fact that the, it's so inflated now. Yeah, yeah. And with, with James as well, um, I mean, you probably know better than me, uh, but he's playing on the left wing. No idea where he fits in at all. Do, do, uh, it's it's not on vogue to have a right-footed winger on the right-hand side or a left-footed winger on the left-hand side. So there, obviously, there is obviously a plan for him there at United. Um but it is still an unusual signing and you can imagine I mean I don't know whether he's asked the question during his exclusive chat with his employers last week or whenever it was but I can imagine he'll be asked what's your favourite position oh, yeah, he'll he say left wing no he didn't well, he did, did you say I can he play didn't. here I can he, play yeah, there yeah he, he exactly he said I've played on the left I've played on the right yeah. and I can play as a centre forward so I looked in the, and last season it was like the majority of the games he, the left, played, he so, played yeah, yeah he played on the left he played a handful of games on the right and I think he played twice through the middle yeah I spoke yeah. to one of his talent scouts in Wales so, yeah. and he said that you know he's always been a left winger 
which is but that's not a problem <laughs> necessarily it's, it's just it's you've got hilarious to be educated because all United's attackers want to play on the left yeah and it's easy enough or, to say James or, 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 or through the middle they want to play through the middle yeah. but they're being but, pigeonholed yeah, yeah, as left exactly. wingers yeah, yeah. I, I mean you can manage it if, if Solskjaer says to Rashford you are just a striker yeah. from now on um, you can say to Marshall you're just left winger you can say to Sanchez Go so, away. Yeah, away. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't come yeah. back, please. You, you'll get your money, just don't come back. And then you've got two left wingers, but they've still, still got right. who's playing on the you've right. Not, you've yeah. not got anyone who's, and they don't need like the, they don't necessarily need someone who is is like William, who's. I mean, they're not going to sign William anyway. But Chelsea someone like selling him anyway, haven't they? The Barca and Atletico, apparently. Uh, you know, <laughs> was Mourinho <laughs> right again? But that's that's another story. But. They obviously they need someone who is very very comfortable playing there. Mm. Uh, I mean, Mane. Does he? Does, uh, I'm trying to think. He doesn't necessarily play on the right wing. I think he's probably bought by Liverpool as a right winger, yeah, but he just left. plays across the line. You just need someone who can play through the middle on the left. No problem. You put them around and they start the game. The UEFA team sheet or whatever will have them in a certain position, but yeah. they don't play there. They're just excellent across the front three. You know, like I think Liverpool that's the benefit got. of him being young is that yeah, I think, he's not... I think he's they not, develop he's, that. Uh, that. They can develop it, but also that he's not got this ego like, he's my best bothered. position is here and if you don't play but me But I think the that, problem with James I'm is I don't, think he's, I don't think he's ready to start for United yet. He's and, better off the bench, yeah. which is the problem, I think, for uh, James. And that's the other massive contradiction. United told us in late March they wanted game changes. Yeah. They, want, they said, we want players to go straight into the first team. If they're if they're genuinely thinking this, call him a kid, but he is twenty one. Yeah. If he's going to go in on into the first team on the right wing, it's 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 an unfair amount yeah. to ask of someone who's not played, not had a kick in the Premier League yet. But as I said, I just think because the bar is set that low for him, because he comes across quite well and he seems like a nice lad. I know you don't get points for being nice, but no. I think he would have to be slack. so so bad to be a flop. Because it's cost efficient, a little bit like Dallo. Yeah, I seem very similar to Dallo. You though. get that feeling though that he actually finds it a bit unbelievable that he signed yeah, for United. So whatever Solskjaer asks of him, you get the feeling he's going to go out there and he's going to not give it his best. But you know what I mean. Whereas some of the others, I think they've got a bit wary under the old management yeah. and being asked to do jobs that yeah. they don't want to do. Whereas he's eager to the, impress, he's e- yeah. yeah eager to play wherever. But whether he's good at playing wherever that out of the box thinking is is laudable but I spoke to one of the agency one of the agencies who got their scouts in Wales and they said having spoken to them they found it a joke that United were going for a player like that now that might be a bit disingenuous for, for whatever reason but as far as I'm aware none of the other top six clubs were looking at him I know there was a in regards to um Sean Longstaff, I think the Chronicle said that City and, and Liverpool had, had scouted him as well as United. But again, with that one, I think if and when the point comes where United do bid for him, and he's not their first choice, but if they were to, I can't see City or Liverpool swooping in and intervening no. to prevent him from going to United. So they are looking, it's almost as if they've, you know, in Wambasaka, they clearly think he's he's their next right back for 10 years possibly um, they want him that much but with other players like Maguire like James Madison it's either they're a little bit too expensive or there's there's just interest um, and Sancho I just I know that's 
kind of like yesterday's news or last month's news, but he, he just struck you as a player that Dortmund, even if United got in the Champions League, that Dortmund could easily just price them out from signing yeah. purely because of age, contract situation, season he's had, getting in the England team. It's different next year when he's got two years left on his deal. Um, but at that point, he might not be as enticing this time last year. United were looking at Milinkovic, Savage. But nobody wants to do, miss them. Yeah, sometimes do the, the ship oh, sails. SMS. Yeah, that was all we wrote about. And that's what that's, to me. I know it's something else. That's what Bruno Fernandez seems like this summer to yeah. me. Yeah, someone's just he's talking and he's every talking week himself up as well, isn't uh, yeah. it? It's yeah. someone who's just well, flavour yeah, of the month. I'm always very very suspicious about. <laughs> Portuguese-based play, Portugal-based <laughs> players. Uh, I think the only player I think from Portugal that United should have made an exception to sign in recent years was probably Bernardo Silva, and he'd had that benefit of uh, an education at Monaco, yeah. and he played in a team that actually beat PSG to um, to the French title. The majority of, I mean, William Carvalho was being talked about with United five yeah. years ago, and. Well, there's the Renato Sanchez. Well, where, well, is he, where is William Carvalho now? He's still sporting. I've got no idea. I mean, one of, I just I don't. Even... But as you say, yeah. Renato Sanchez is another one. Um, you know, he'll be back on the radar because he's just uh, yeah, just yeah. opposed with, with Angel, Angel Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with Bruno Fernandez, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there was some interest there from City, but I mean, City played it as we're never interested in him. But I can imagine that was a case of sporting were asking an unrealistic amount and City quite principled and quite entitled said thanks but no thanks we'll look elsewhere United on the on the other hand though that's yeah. the thing it, it's, that's... it's from appearances isn't it you, yeah. they, they just look like such suckers at times um, and, and the agents know it that's why a couple of years ago planting you know Mendes would be planting all these stories about how United want James Rodriguez when they never did want him so at least they've learned from some of them. But even this Neymar talk, people have already been saying, oh, Ed yeah. Woodward will be on a plane to, to Paris or what? Brazil or you know wherever he is at the moment. When If there's ever a time you shouldn't sign Neymar, it's, it's probably this Especially time. when he's injured as well. He's injured you and yeah. you, just, you just see Sanchez Mark II. I'd love it. Go. I would love it. Um, Charlotte, um, <laughs> it's one question we're going to get onto later, but bring it up now. They've already been linked with Neymar, Bale, Coutinho. Surely United won't fall for, for it this summer again, will they? Buy a player they don't need, a superstar to sell shirts. But... Never say never. Yeah. Last minute, last day of the transfer window. Oh no, we've only signed Daniel James. Yeah. Who can save our summer? Gareth Bale. I mean, you'd like to hope not because from what you've seen so far is that Solskjaer's got this new change transfer strategy and United seem to be going along with it. So you, those players that you've just named don't fit with what he wants and what he's looking for. Mom's a right winger. Called Gareth Bale. Yeah. Homegrown. <laughs> Used to be young. Injury prone. Yeah. He's too all the boxes, old, doesn't he? Too, he's too old. Imagine that front two of him and Sanchez at next season. I mean, Sanchez scored for Chile last night. It might not be over oh, yet. Oh, the comeback uh, is on. Yeah. One goal for Chile. Not enough for you. <laughs> don't rip up his contract. How many, how many goals would he have to score at Copa America for you to, to give him another chance? I don't know. I think he could score four goals a game and still no. No, okay. Because he'd come back to Old Trafford and it just wouldn't translate, would it? Not that I can see. Okay, well, that's it. We've all got our own opinions, haven't we? Yeah, negative Nancy's back already. <laughs> Pre-season special. Uh, Samuel, you spoke about it before with Longstaff and he's a player United are looking at, but he's not top of their, their list. Who, who are the other central midfielders that United are maybe in for? Or have they not really made it public? 
they never make them public but not sometimes you can ask a question and they'll be like i don't mind if you write that i'm not going to have a problem if you write that etc uh declan rice is obviously one that has, has come up in conversation um purely because he just he just fits that that mould uh, that was what I was told about with, with Longstaff he fits the mould in that he is young he is British uh, Rabio is one they're not going to go hot and heavy over because I think they can given the nature of Rabio's uh, agent who's also his mother and is so um, voluble she makes Raiola look quite shy and retiring they, imagine they that working relationship it's, yeah. not, not only is she can you imagine your mum being your agent Charlotte no, it just wouldn't end well, would it? <laughs> Someone's right. got to give, hasn't it? There's got to be a, a difference. You've got your family relationship, which is one thing in itself, and your working relationship, and your mum is managing you. Oh, it could I think it could end in disaster. He, he seems like uh, a bit of an enfant terrible, so I think they they don't want to look overly yeah. keen for them in case they look humiliated in Juventus swoop in and get him. Tielemans is one who's come up but I still think given the story that emerged on Monday morning and the source of it I suspect that sometimes it looks like there's a tactic where you say Manchester United want this player Leicester I got for more can you smoke out Leicester City yeah. in the process please because actually they're the ones who are likely to sign him the, the, the funny one recently was um don't know how recent it was, but um, how United are looking at Jasper Sillerson well, as, um, yeah. Yeah, as De Gea's replacement. Now, I would be absolutely astonished if that were to happen, but the tactic is quite... He wouldn't be the best goalkeeper at United. Surely. No, no, he wouldn't. No, uh, no, he wouldn't. No, he absolutely wouldn't. But the tactics, obviously, it's... Can you put this story out? Because then United fans will see it. They'll be absolutely outraged. United will see it. They'll get worried. They'll think, what the hell is going on with De Gea's camp? Uh, we're worried about what De Gea's going to think of this. And we'll offer him a little bit more money and maybe he'll say yes to that. So there is... there's. With certain stories, you look and you think there's definitely an end game there. And it has got to the point where... I think a lot of supporters are able to fathom it um, because you you just join the dots in the transfer yeah. window these days and it's, it's pretty obvious. Uh, a little bit like with the Diop thing. I mean, I think the giveaway there was that it said United want him and PSG want him. And I think the fact they've that United have come into the equation to me seems... I think if Mourinho hadn't made that comment about him yeah. after the West Ham game in September, I don't think you'd be talking about I United's completely forgot relationship. Existed. Yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't know who he was at first. And it's weird. I, I, I mean, I suspect I know where the story's come from, but even though United have changed manager, they've still put that out there. And I just go to United. Again, is, is that a game-changing signing? No. Just another one to no. add to the mix. In the I mean, Harry Maguire, you can make an argument that would be a game-changing sign. Yeah, because if he came in, you'd probably be, it'd be up there with Lindelof when they're the top, they'd be the top yeah. two centre-backs. Yeah, he, he's, he's comfortably um, a top-half Premier League centre-back and you know, Guardiola wants him and I can see why City would want him and I think he'd be better for City because he'd have a very steady partner in there in Laporte. He knows John Stones in case they have to play together. He's working under better coach. He's working with a, at the moment anyway, a better goalkeeper behind him, um, and he's in a better team. So it's easier for him to mm. slot into uh, City side than it's United side. The yeah. issue with the centre back thing is, if they if they want one, which they need one, they are just going to have to pay a ridiculous amount of money. There is I can't. Do you think, think of- it is worth paying over the odds this summer instead of just waiting till next time for someone that they actually want though? Because as Samuel said, that if there's not a top sort of 
top player available. But the, what are you? Are they still going to attract the top, top, the best centre back in the world to come in and partner Vitz Lindelof, or are they at a level where, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay over the odds for someone like Harry Maguire? You tell me. I think I think it's the latter rather than the former. Yeah, like, but because yeah, I guess if if they were if they were really able to compete with the other big teams in the transfer market, I know PSG have offered a little lot of money, but he's not going to come to United even if PSG have offered hadn't offered him three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week or whatever they've supposedly offered him, and that's the issue. Like they can't keep affording to just push this centre back problem back and back and back and back because the money that people want is too much. Well, that's the market. You pay it or you don't get who you want. So do you still think centre backs the the main issue? They need a new centre back, yeah. And they have and they have said we would pay a hundred million pounds for the right centre backs, but they can't just fop fans off again for another season with the money and also excuse. they have just had their worst domestic defensive season since Nottingham Forest won the European Cup for the first time so you're going back 40 years it's not it's not an accident that they've been as bad defensively as they have been it's because of bad mismanagement they should have signed two defenders last year and I'd say not not just I mean, Dallow was a bit of an odd one because Mourinho doesn't normally sign yeah. players that young but they saw an opportunity there and it's almost as if they're kind of falling into the same trap by signing another young player, albeit one who's been a Premier League regular. But they needed, I think, I thought last time they needed just two two quality defenders to come in straight into that back four, and they didn't get one. And then you go and have your worst Premier worst league season defensively. Um, I know certain managers can improve players, but. Rojo, Jones, Smalling. There's only so much well, imagine people. Victor Lindelof gets a serious injury on pre-season tour and he's out for the first three months yeah. of the season. Yeah. You're talking of starting the season. You no, know, he's t- talking <laughs> yeah, of exactly. starting the season with sm- potentially Smalling and Jones as you centre back partnership. Luke Shaw left, and we know right. that it doesn't work, so they need to do something to sort it out. And as much as I like Tunzi, but you can't say he's going to be a surefire hit. You can't put the, the pressure on him either. Imagine yeah. United have been in the market to buy we're a centre back for however long, and it's like, oh, well, we're going to save a few pounds here because we don't want to spend all the money we want to spend. Here we go, two and Zabi straight in. You Popular can... fans, but it wasn't even Aston Villa's best centre back last season. No, was it, so. no. Well, he was injured for quite a lot yeah. of it, but also in the um, playoff semi final, he got bun, uh, yeah, bun, done it. by. <laughs> Craig Dawson for the goal you know he's, he's 21 he's going to make mistakes they need someone proven to, to go in there and, and just sort it out but who that player is if that player comes in it it still remains a mystery and it still seems like it's well it not seems like it's it's not a priority which is, is bizarre but that was what I was told back in March and this resistance to paying top dollar for a centre back it's still lingering yeah, I guess the uh, one of the other questions now, Charlotte, is how many more players do you actually think United will sign this summer? You've already joked maybe that it might come down to deadline day, Gareth Bale on loan. But, it, I mean, it's easy to say if they want this, they want to get full back, then centre mid. And then what do you go for then? Do you go centre back? Do you go right winger? Still seems like a lot of issues that United need to me solve. Me or them. Yourself. Personally me. Yeah. Charlotte Dunker, yeah. director of football. So I'm, as director of football, yeah. I'm bringing in a central defender a uh, midfielder a right back and a right winger I'm not even a right winger I'm not really bothered just someone who can play on the right versatile attacker yeah before the, before as the easy as the that window. as easy yeah. as that 
So how many do you think? How many players? Turn fed out, get me in. Solve yeah. all your problems. <laughs> Bish bash bosh. Uh, how how? And they we said beans, beans, beans again. Then, but let's not oh. get started on the Jesse Lingard memes. Uh, Three hundred people have seen <laughs> yeah. the podcast. There's no fringes in the first place. Sean. Let's not lie to ourselves. Uh, Samuel, for yourself, um, what position do you think is still right now the the glaring one? If you could only solve one more signing, which I would. I would. I would still say centre-half because I can see them keeping Pogba for another season and however maddening he can be there will be periods where he'd be good um, <laughs> but it's I guess that's embarrassing brings that. it on to Pogba as well uh, United still f- think he's going to stay still be part of the team no matter what he said over the weekend in Tokyo he said he looked considering new challenges it'd be, it'd be funny if they said no we don't think he's going to be with yeah. us next season and uh, that's one of the we, things it's almost a non-story isn't it because there's no way the club will come out and say no, no they'd, they'd say that about Matteo yeah. Damian even we yeah. expect him to be in next season as far, as far as it's understood right now Matteo Damian's going to be with us next season <laughs> the, the, the one about they'd probably Dar- say that about Alexis Sanchez wouldn't they as well yeah. the, the one has he got his in fairness, in fairness with Sanchez they were a little bit more non-committal when he was brought up he was like that's a question for the, for the manager as <laughs> if like the manager clearly doesn't yeah. want him either but um, someone like someone high up at United did say um, last August when you know it was the question about Darmian whether he would stay because he wanted to leave, and they said, "Oh, I hope he stays because he's a great professional." And at that point, you just thought, "Okay, there is you know th- there is a time for spin, but yeah. this isn't it. This is where you need to be more kind of like the the more." Uh, open uh, aspects of Malcolm Tucker I suppose and you're a little <laughs> bit more um, forthright about him I think with, with Pogba they can easily outprice clubs or two clubs whatever however many want want him from getting him this summer because of his contract situation he's got two years left in his contract he's got the plus one um, they've already got rid of lost two midfielders this year so the turnover has been quite drastic already and they didn't want to lose Herrera as well so to lose would he Matic is older than him but certainly in terms of um, time at United he's the third longest serving midfielder I know Pereira has has been there a little bit longer overall maybe but um, he's been out on loan so there's an awful lot of seniority taken out of midfield and then you're looking at if they were say they did get long staff is your midfield three McTominay Fred Longstaff <laughs> Hello Europa League again yeah. No not even Europa League It wouldn't even be Europa Mid League like, Hello bottom half of the table <clears throat> With all due respect to those players Who, who do individually have merits uh, But when it comes to next year As long as Pogba doesn't Sign a new contract uh, And if he did You'd just be saying Well he's only lining up his uh, agent's pocket there or pockets I should say then you've got to sell him next year because of the contract situation and so it, do you put, I mean there's rumours today saying that he might get a new contract at United do you think that's actually a solution United would, would look into yeah because they're that impressionable yes. and they've indulged him that much that they've only they have gone down a one way system and they can't do any more about it they you know they can't turn around now they've they've just got to indulge him as, as much as possible so Solskjaer might act tough about it and say well he's gonna, I'm, I'll drop him but look what happened to the last guy who, who dropped him you know, there's, there's, there's only the, the trouble they had and 
I know Mourinho had an awful lot of flaws and a lot of United fans wanted rid of him, but my argument to keep him all along while Pogba was there was that if you sack him, you have curtailed to player power and you have empowered Pogba. And that's not just a problem for the sacked manager, it's a problem for the next manager as long as Pogba's there. So while Pogba is there, they always have that issue in that you've got a guy there who feels like he's got more power than the manager he's got more control over the manager he will not think twice about speaking his mind and I mean what he said at the weekend he'd kind of all but handed in a written transfer request there but what I would say in Pogba's defence is that United have said they're not what Solskjaer said it'll be a miracle challenge for the league next season they're obviously not going to challenge for the league next season Um, they're in a poorer position with a poorer manager than when Pogba rejoined the club three years ago the feel good factor that was around the club at that point isn't there anymore Um, there's no guarantee of success next season he's a World Cup winner the manager who wanted him at Real Madrid three years ago is back and it's just different levels like as Real Madrid's left wing winger who's coming as Eden Hazard United's is is Daniel James Uh, you can't you can't really blame him for wanting to leave you can't but it's really dangerous precedent by the club if they then go don't go he's half a million pounds that's that's exactly if they do that it's they're if they do that, just giving him more power, and it's a lose-lose situation. I for you like this summer in Pogba. He might there seem to be any resolution that would be good for the club. They'd up. they'd have to they'd have to get a very very good fee for him. What, what type of fee do you think? I mean, it's been touted about one hundred fifty million. Think, or so, I'd, I'd, I'd say one hundred fifty million minimum. Plus, um, plus a player. Chuck a player in. Gareth see, Bale. See who they can get. <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Bale. You're obsessed with Gareth Bale. I do Bale. love Gareth Bale, yeah. One man campaign. <laughs> Gareth Bale FC to my left. Yeah. He's not coming. Well, but they'd, they'd have to... They'd have to sell him, get Rabio in on a free, and then sign a really brilliant midfielder for a top fee. Who that would be, I've no idea. Um... So it's and it's very then very difficult to integrate those players in, and then next season when they didn't have a player who was doing well or there was a lack of creativity in midfield, people should they have sold Pogba? People playing devil's yeah. advocate about it, but they just need to make the principal decision to get rid of him. But as I said, I can't see them getting rid of him this summer, and they've already kind of like put their necks on the line by saying they expect him to be there next season. So if he isn't fans are then entitled to ask well why did you say you expected him to be there because although things change they're not going to they're not going to see it that way we've also had our own power shift in here Charlotte we're in, in the darkness <laughs> yeah, now are. the lights seem to have all turned off <laughs> I think it's maybe a clear but finally for you Charlotte what, what would you do with Paul Pogba after his latest comments what, what do you think from your personal point of view should be done if they get the right money for him they should sell him because you would you can't... trust United to reinvest the money though? Because I, it seems no. similar to when United sold Ronaldo, and it's like, oh, they've sold Ronaldo, yeah. you've got eighty million to spend. Who do you get in? But the issue is, the same situation is going to arise in January. The same situation is going to arise next summer. And then, as Samuel said, his the time on his contracts then running down. He's yeah. not suddenly nothing drastic is going to happen at United in the next two years it's going to persuade him that he wants to stay he's not one of these players that wants to be United for the rest of his life which is fair enough I can't think of any players who fit that mould anymore so if you get someone actually to... the young probably wants to be there for the rest of his life yeah <laughs> now the, the lights, lights gone, gone. Oh, oh no now they're both back on that hurt <laughs> illuminating <laughs> so I think if they get the right offer for him 
a player who clearly is ready to to move on undoubtedly he's the best player that United have got in the team at the minute on his day but is he always on his day no he's not but I think take the football out of it it's the sideshow that's going to come along with it as well having to offer him half a million pound wages I just think it's really not worth it it just sets dangerous precedent and they should take the money especially when Solskjaer's come out and said anyone who's not fully committed to can, well, can yeah. go then yeah, yeah. hypocrisy yeah, uh, yeah exactly it and just doesn't fit with anything that Solskjaer himself has been coming out and saying no. he wants the players there who want to play for the badge he wants them to get it etc etc which you get bored of hearing after a while but if that's if that's his management style and they're the sort of players that he wants Pogba clearly doesn't fit into that does he because the guy's gone on holiday and told a load of reporters that he was potentially wants to leave yeah I guess it was in typical Pogba situation it was on the Paul Pogba world tour with Adidas yeah, yeah exactly in yeah. Tokyo the other yep. trouble they've got is that if they were to sell him, as, as a touch upon on previous uh, podcasts, like Pogba was voted into PFA yeah. Team of the Year. Players, there will be players out there who'd like to play for United because they get there. to play with Pogba and they like Pogba. If he's not there, and someone said this, I mean that there is, I mean what? There's not a lot there to entice players to go do you not want to go join and be with Jesse Lingard and Rashford in the in the bedroom saying beans 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 yeah it's it's becoming like a poor man's uh, Ryan Giggsley sharp thing that I think (laughs) uh, that's saying a lot well I I know the the argument it's that is such a polarising topic in that you will have some who say oh you know Roy Keane's moaning about this but he shared dressing room with Paul Lintz Ryan Giggs when they used to do their dance but yeah those guys did win a double and they were the best players in their position yeah. in Britain at the time and some of the best in Europe. Um, whereas with Rashford and, and Lingard, although they have done some things in their career, they they, they just believe they're in hype. And I think as last summer shows, if you're playing good football, no one cares what you do off the pitch. Jesse Lingard yeah. mainly was... Yeah, list, it was this time I've loved yeah, Jesse yeah, Lingard. Yeah. I mean, some of the things Ronaldo does are absolutely yeah. absurd in terms of the commercial things and his adverts. Step, but yeah. you get away with it because he gets away with it because he's such a great footballer. Lingard's not a great footballer, uh, and look, it, they're on downtime. They're 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 relaxing, but I think it's quite telling that Lingard is doing this stuff on Snapchat rather than Instagram story because yeah. it's almost as if oh, not as many people see it on Snapchat, but guess what? There are a lot of people <laughs> on Snapchat as well, and they do know how to download your um your videos there, as that no mark from Coventry discovered at the weekend. Yeah. I was about to ask Charlotte, are you on Snapchat these days? <laughs> it's very forward for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> leave it there <laughs> I think the power cut was enough of a sign just to end five minutes ago um, if anybody wants Charlotte's Snapchat we will reveal it on next week's podcast so uh, that's reason to subscribe if you're not here already Samuel Charlotte thank you very thank much you. for joining thank us you. on the Manchester Red podcast like I said we will be back next week and we'll be with you all pre-season as we look ahead to the new season for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer take care and see us next time <laughs> <laughs>